Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome into this episode of The History Of, presented by the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one home for sports podcasts. I'm your host, Wolfie Tash. In 2017, the Dodgers made it back to the World Series, breaking a 29-year drought of missing out on the Fall Classic. They had finally gotten over the hump after four years of being knocked out of the MLB playoffs before reaching the World Series. With a great pitching staff, a lockdown bullpen, and a high-powered offense led by Rookie of the Year Cody Bellinger, 2016 Rookie of the Year Corey Seager, and Super Utility Man Justin Turner, The Dodgers were looking to bring their first title back to the city since that iconic 1988 season. However, two years later, the Dodgers are one of eight teams in Major League history to lose back-to-back World Series. So, how did this happen to the NL's best team each of the last two years? This is the history of the Dodgers' back-to-back World Series losses. Coming into the 2017 season, The Dodgers were determined to finally get over the hump and make it back to the Fall Classic for the first time since 1988. The team had come within two games of the World Series the previous season. However, they came up short in the NLCS as they would lose 4-2 to the eventual World Series champion Chicago Cubs. However, after 91 wins and a fourth consecutive division title, the team had a lot to be proud of and build on for the next year. The team re-signed Rich Hill, Justin Turner, and Kenley Jansons to new deals in the offseason and brought in veterans Logan Forsythe and Sergio Romo. The team got off to a good start as usual, finishing the month of April 14-12. and 12. However, their biggest move of the month came when the team recalled their top prospect and number 7 overall prospect in baseball, Cody Bellinger. The previous season, when the Dodgers brought up their top prospect, Corey Seager, he won the NL Rookie of the Year and finished 3rd in the MVP voting. So, there was a pretty good amount of pressure on Bellinger's shoulders when he got called up to the big leagues on April 25th. Bellinger would make an immediate, huge impact on the team and start to crush the ball. He, along with the rest of the Dodgers, carried them throughout one of the greatest summer stretches the Dodgers had ever seen. From May to July of 2017, the Dodgers went 60-19, and including a 42-8 and run, marking the best 50-game stretch in MLB history. The team would finish the first half of the season way ahead of anyone else in the NL West and sent six players to the All-Star game, three pitchers and three position players, including the rookie Bellinger. Just after the All-Star break, the Dodgers decided to make a trade to help bolster their chances. The team traded a group of young, talented prospects, including number 4 overall prospect Willie Calhoun to the Texas Rangers, in exchange for their ace, Hugh Darvish. Darvish had had an outstanding track record in Texas and was known for throwing more pitches than anyone in baseball. Now, with a rotation of Clayton Kershaw, Hugh Darvish, Alex Wood, Hunjin Ryu, and Kenley Jansen at the back end of the bullpen, the Dodgers were now considered to be the most deep team in baseball on both offense and defense. While the Dodgers cooled off mightily in the second half of the season, only going 30-27, and the team would still finish with a tied-for-franchise record 104 wins and earn home field advantage throughout the playoffs thanks to their outstanding play. In the first round of the playoffs, the Dodgers went up against their division rivals, the Arizona Diamondbacks. 
The Diamondbacks were fresh off a wildcard win at home versus another NL West team, the Colorado Rockies, and had outdueled them in a slugfest to advance to the NLDS. However, the Dodgers would flex their muscles in the series and sweep the Diamondbacks out of the postseason in three straight games. They outscored the Diamondbacks 20-11 in the series. However, both Clayton Kershaw and Kenta Maeda had struggled in their starts and were bailed out by the powerful Dodgers offense, while Hugh Darvish shined in his postseason debut for the team, going five innings, allowing just two hits and one run, while walking zero batters and striking out seven in the decisive Game 3 in Arizona. The team advanced to play the Cubs, who had knocked them out in the playoffs in the previous year in the NLCS. The series went back and forth, and heading into Game 6, the Dodgers found themselves just one win away from the World Series. Thanks to unlikely hero Kike Hernandez, who hit three home runs in that decisive Game 6, the Dodgers won the game 11-1 and won their first pennant in 29 years. In the World Series, the Dodgers were going up against a young but talented Astros team who was coming off their best season in franchise history. Through the first four games of the series, the team split the games 2-2, two to two, with each team winning and losing one home game during the process. This led them to Game 5, which is widely considered to be one of the greatest World Series games in recent history. However, in the 10th inning, with two on and one out, Houston's Alex Bregman hit a walk-off single off Kenley Jansen to give the Astros a historic 12-11 win and send the Astros back to L.A. needing one win to capture the title. The Dodgers would get back on track and take Game 6 in L.A., setting up a Game 7 winner-take-all in Dodgers Stadium. The Dodgers decided to go with Hugh Darvish to start the game since Clayton Kershaw was on three days' rest, and despite his Game 3 loss to the Astros, Darvish had been the Dodgers' best pitcher throughout the postseason. However, on just the fifth pitch of the game, George Springer took Hugh Darvish deep for his fifth home run of the World Series, and the Astros never looked back. The Astros won the game 5-1 to capture their first World Series title in franchise history, as the Dodgers watched another team celebrate a world championship on their home field. Coming into the 2018 season, the Dodgers had one goal in mind, and that was to make it back to October and get the job done. The team lost a lot in free agency, including Hugh Darvish, who signed a six-year, $126 million deal with the Cubs, along with key utility players Curtis Granderson and Chase Utley. However, they were able to bring back longtime fan favorite Matt Kemp, and through the first half of the 2019 season, Kemp was the best hitter on the team and led the team in most offensive categories mainly due to the fact that Cody Bellinger was not the same player that he had been the previous season, as teams had figured out that you could get Bellinger out just by throwing a low and breaking ball pretty much every time he came to the plate. Not to mention that one month into the season, the Dodgers lost their shortstop Corey Seager for the season, as he would undergo arthroscopic hip surgery and Tommy John surgery. Through the first three months of the season, the Dodgers sat under 500 at 26-30 and 30 and had many people across baseball wondering if the team was even going to be able to make the playoffs again just one year after winning the NL pennant. The Dodgers limped into the summer with injuries to key players such as Clayton Kershaw, Hyunjin Ryu, and of course Seager, and the team was in a sense of desperation for some sort of change. But finally, at the trading deadline, the Dodgers decided to once again make a trade that would hopefully get them back to the postseason as they acquired arguably one of the best shortstops in baseball, Manny Machado. 
It certainly cost them a lot as they sent five prospects to the Orioles. However, Machado was in the midst of his best season to date, hitting over 320 and leading all shortstops in baseball in home runs, RBIs, and OPS at the time of his acquisition. And his acquisition sparked a flame in the Dodgers, and they began to pick it up through the end of the summer into the fall. Now, unlike the previous year when the Dodgers ran away with the division, this year, the Dodgers were trying to chase down the Rockies for the NL West title, and it would take a great last month of the year for the Dodgers, along with a little help from other teams to take down the Rockies in order for the Dodgers to catch their rivals. So, on the last day of the season, the Dodgers picked up a win, and the Rockies suffered a loss, leaving both teams tied at 91-71, and 71, setting up a game 163. Now, since the Dodgers had won the season series, and... That had been decided a few weeks earlier in Colorado. The Dodgers got to host this game, and the Dodgers were able to capture their sixth straight NL West crown. In the first round, the Dodgers took on a young, talented team in the Atlanta Braves and were able to handle the young team in four games to advance to their third straight NLCS. In the NLCS, however, they met a different NL Central team in the Milwaukee Brewers. The Milwaukee Brewers were coming off an extremely hot September that saw them go 20-7 to chase down the Cubs, then beat the Cubs in a one-game playoff, Game 163, and then sweep the Rockies out of the NLDS. The two teams battled hard throughout the NLCS, exchanging blow for blow against one another, setting up a Game 7 in Milwaukee. In that same Game 7, Dave Roberts gave the ball to rookie Walker Buehler, and Buehler delivered the biggest game of his career, going four innings, allowing just one run to an extremely high-powered Brewers offense. Yasiel Puig would seal the deal with a three-run home run in the seventh, Cody Bellinger was named the NLCS MVP, and the Dodgers were going back to the World Series for a second straight season. However, unlike in 2017, I felt the team was extremely lucky to be back in the Fall Classic as it was pretty apparent to most of the league that they were not the best team in the National League that season. In my opinion, the Brewers were the better team. They just made a lot of mistakes because they had not had the experience of being in the playoffs, unlike the Dodgers. So, in the World Series, the Dodgers were met by an absolute juggernaut of a team in the Boston Red Sox. The Red Sox had won a franchise record 108 games that season and easily handled two different 100-win teams, first taking down the Yankees in the ALDS and then beating the defending World Series champion Houston Astros in the ALCS before meeting the Dodgers in the World Series. And if I could be completely honest here, that series was not even close. The Dodgers dropped the first two games in Boston after, for some reason, the team decided that NLCS MVP Cody Bellinger and team home run leader Max Muncy were both going to be benched due to their inability to hit against left-handed pitching during the regular season, a move I felt really, really hurt this team's chances. The Dodgers would drop the first two games in Boston. However, finally, in Game 3, during an 18-inning marathon, which was the longest game in World Series history, Max Muncy hit a walk-off home run just after 1 a.m. Pacific time to give the Dodgers the win and build some momentum for Big Blue. However, they were not able to keep that momentum and they would go on to lose the next two games at home and lose the World Series for a second straight year. So, for the second consecutive season, 
The Dodgers watched as another team celebrated a world championship on their field and were left to go home empty-handed. As we begin the 2019 playoffs, the Dodgers once again won the NL West for the seventh straight year. However, they kind of under the radar set a franchise record 106 wins this year. They had three Cy Young quality pitchers, and in my opinion, they had the NL MVP in Cody Bellinger, who bounced back this year to hit 305 with 47 home runs, 115 RBIs, and led all of baseball with an 8.8 war. Now, the road back to a third straight World Series will not be a cakewalk. However, this Dodgers team, in my humble opinion, is the best team I have ever seen them have. And they should make it back to the World Series once again. And this year, now I don't want to jinx anything as I'm knocking on wood right now. I have a really good feeling that the boys in blue will bring home the Commissioner's Trophy and break the streak of losing. Thank you all so much for listening today. Be sure to check out the next episode of The History Of coming soon. And check out the Believe Podcast Network for other great sports podcasts like this one. Do you think the Dodgers are going to win the World Series? If not, feel free to hit me up at Wolfie Tash on Twitter, at Wolf Tash Sports on Twitter, or at Wolfie Tash on Facebook and let me know who you think is going to be this year's World Series champion. I'm Wolfie Tash, and you've been listening to The History Of, presented by the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one home for sports podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.